0: I had no plans to do a dictation tonight. Um, I guess I don't usually have plans to do them, but sometimes I think it's the best way, the best outlet that I have to really sort of put these kinds of thoughts together. So uh, I'm thinking about some things here tonight, and I thought it might be just best to lay them out. Yeah. What it comes down to is more or less, I suppose, I'm concerned about the general state of things, um, and I'm not often concerned to be quite honest. I'm concerned, I suppose. Uh, I'm concerned without being ultimately worried and I'll I'll get to that. But my concern, um, and it bubbles up from time to time as all of ours do my concern generally stems from the recent actions here. And uh, last night, there was a shooting in Las Vegas. Uh, that is, to this date, as I speak here in early October, 2017, it's the largest mass shooting in American history and one of the largest massacres uh, by a single gunman in the world and I don't know how to process that as I think is can be said for uh, most of us that uh, yeah I don't know I don't know what to do with that First of all, I don't know whether or not to believe it, to be honest with you, is the narrative of the media being what it is, uh, I believe that there is an agenda there, um, in the past at least, and and maybe that's changing, maybe that's shifting, for for the better, but uh, And it's quite possible that and in fact more than likely probable that the media is um, simply another conduit for some other forces um, that are well beyond it and those players within the media, those faces um, the talking heads from the Producers and uh, Writers and All of this um, They're none the They could very well be none the wiser Than any of us um, And are are simply Innocently going about um, Trying to tell a story And trying to make sense of things Just as much as we are But I I think that after being lied to for so long, and I think it's obvious that uh, we have been shoved down, uh, shoved, uh, forced fed a false narrative that has an agenda. Um, we've been fed this narrative for such a long time now that it's difficult to simply... Swallow anything uh, that we're told just blindly. Um, so that's the first thing. But honestly, that's it's not really the largest issue, because whether or not this is a lone shooter or you know something much more, much deeper, much more sinister. Uh, at foot, at play with, a, with an agenda, uh, larger than anything any of us in a singular mind could could contemplate or fathom. Um, the real issue here is uh, the conception, the ideas behind this sort of motive. Um, And the same goes for my secondary concern, which is a war. Um, And in particular, it's a a war with North Korea, which is a, a real threat, and I believe something that does have much more sinister and deeper uh, connotations um, and that the two of these things are happening sort of parallel to one another gives me pause, if not all altogether concern um, and again, not really these actions themselves that are the the real concern because the, they are just the acts and the acts um, are the surface thing it's they are the sort of ripple the wave that reaches the shore. Uh, But it comes from a deeper ocean, uh, from deeper waters. Uh, A larger body of uh, workings that, again, we have to to see into to understand fully. Um, And it all stems from this lack of understanding of what reality is, and how we interact with it, and what our role within it is, so, I don't know. Don't see the full picture that that's clear. Whether, again, this is a lone gunman, Um, then this person is a very troubled individual. I've been thinking lately about some things before this, unrelated. That, and I hate to couch things in, you know, merely black or white, because that's clearly dangerous and. It's it's not uh, always that simple to say a thing is this or that. However, I'm wondering, and I'm not saying that this is truer or not. Uh, but I'm wondering, I'm just sort of playing with the idea at this point. And realizing what I just said about black and white I am wondering if it is potentially as simple as saying that actions uh, are either with the way or they are not. Um, They are uh, either with them or they aren't, they either have them or, or or they don't, they have a life they have something that is furthering that happening or, or they don't there are ways to go about things and of course maybe the black and white narrative the black and white sort of picturing that we we do and we have in our heads about that saying maybe that more comes from some of these other concepts that are altogether too dangerous to really um, again put in one way or the other that is to say maybe a thing is not good or bad necessarily because there is no good or bad when it comes right down to it. It's just varying degrees of being with the way or not. Um, If we are with what is, if we are with Verity... Again, it gets to sticky territory as to say to what degree we are with the way or not. And that's, that's where it's, it's sort of these, these varying degrees that we can't really quantify, I don't think, in, in any sort of accuracy or accurate way with any sort of accuracy because we're not omniscient. We, you know, we're not completely objective uh, beings. Of course we have a consciousness that's subjective That interacts with objectivity Leading to a non-ject blah 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 We've talked about this ad nauseum At this point Although as I do Do this This talk um, I have not actually flushed out non objectivity In a philosophical war But That is so uh, Solid in my mind At least I think it should be something that's relatively easy to do. But, anyways, maybe there are actions that, again, can be boiled down to something as simplistic as with the way, with verity, acting caressingly or not. There's. Uh, a way in which we're able to do things that summons up this magic that we possess with the world that we can kind of conjure um, along with it, through our actions, through our being, through our through our thoughts, through through caressing. Um and there are others that, We rather leave it all behind. And this doesn't discount the fact that everything is a degree. It's a variant. Everything is a degree of verity. But there always must be a more caressive action then there is not uh, uh, and it sort of reminds me of the Zen Cohen about the man who falls into the rapids below an enormous waterfall and surely no one could survive it and yet he emerges on the banks of the shore a few moments later totally unscathed, and the fisherman who had seen all this unfold comes to him, and he says, how did you possibly survive that? There was no way. And the man who had gotten sucked under said, well, when I got pushed, I, I didn't resist it. I, I went with it. And When I got pulled in one way, I, I went with that. And I simply went with the flow of the water. He literally Went with the flow, go to go with the flow. That is, um, and he was an active participant with with that happening. But and yet at the same time, he didn't try to impose too much of his own will. A little bit, sure here and there, but there's a happy medium that he found. And I wonder if there isn't that medium, that central path, that way of being in everything that we do. It's how with the way are we? Because, again, whether this horrific act was carried out by a man who was acting on his own or was set up to, to, to do this um, or was framed or, or whatever it was, that's an action that is... Completely and totally out of step with the way of life as it is, again, in a natural, caressive order. about it. Obviously, there are a lot of people who are angry about it. I think we're all a little bit hurt by it, whether we know it or not, whether, even if we just saw it on the news and went, oh, that's sad. What a shame. That that, that does have some effect on us, or, or if we were completely caught up in it. Like most people, somewhere in between. I certainly am thinking a lot about it this evening and putting out what little I know how to do in in the form of prayer. Um, Because, in a way, that's the most powerful thing to do and our own consciousness is really really altered through the act of what we would in old language call prayer but we need to retool quite a bit and relearn how to do um, just that communion with Verity how that happens, what caressence is. But, uh, I, you know, I always obviously try and stay away from the pure politics of a thing because the pure politics of any given situation, as I said, it's a flailing of the limbs, it's, it's the waves lapping up against the ocean. And if we want to stop that, those waves from being so vengeful forceful we need to go out into that deep water and solve these problems there before they become these tsunamis these tidal waves that come and wipe us all out and that will be our, our best option um, in solving the, this problem. Because it it's not going to happen through a change in the law. It's not going to happen... Because somebody wins a a debate. I don't know. What. I can't. I have a hard time seeing. The peripheral. Answer. To all of this. Because. Again it's. It's the fingertips. Of the act itself. If. We can cure the mind, if we can cure the consciousness, if we can cure the heart, then the hand won't clench a fist in the first place. Because um, obviously the the damage is done by, by the fists, but it's enacted from a, a thought, from a way of being. And, and that's what I'm Always focusing on, and it's often the same answer. I mean, it pretty much is always the same answer. It's uh, varying degrees of the same answer, much like you know, there we talked about moments ago. There are varying degrees of verity, or being with the way, or not. So, I don't know whether we ban guns. or keep them around, does that really matter? I mean, you can have all the guns, you can have all the weapons in the world, but if you have a mentality of peace, a mindset that says that we are all inextricably tied to one another, You can have the red button in your pocket and never even think to push it. And that's not to say that, you know, if we, we change the consciousness we'll have, you know, just this utopic kind of society where we all join hands on Tuesday nights and sing Kumbaya. There will be differences of course in opinion That's that's the nature of being That's the nature of freedom And independent thought But I think it's precisely because We don't have independent thought That these conflicts arise I think it's precisely because The kind of thinking that is popular the only kind of thinking we know how to do is a mind that attempts to solve these surface issues what do we do about North Korea what do we do about the gun laws what do we do about crime or ethnic profiling, racism, sexism. All of these issues are fingers uh, on the hand of the larger problem. And that larger problem is the way that we see our own connection to this world to each other and and to ourselves it can start as simply as that asking yourself who are you? who are you really? not what does your driver's license say Not, not what your birth certificate says or your religion says or Or any of that We need to look Very deeply Very sincerely Into Who we are And Get to know ourselves Give give ourselves the chance To get to know one another Or, Or Each Each person's self And I don't care if you're six years older, a 106 years old this constant interaction that we have between ourselves and, and Verity continually allows this new discovery so taking that which is a maybe overly simplistic sort of Summation of what we need to do but, but still with that general principle applied how do we solve these these problems which present themselves on, on as the fingers how do we how do we get the fingers to to unclench from that that fist of of hatred and, and divisiveness uh, is so pervasive and prevalent in the world. Well I, I think we have to apply it to each and every situation and treat them all as as unique situations, keeping in mind that um, they all do stem from that singular difficulty that we have. In the case of the shooter, it, unfortunately, well, here's, here's the real problem, is that we don't actually know what's going on. <laughs> we don't actually know if this was a lone shooter or not that is to say, he might have even acted alone, but what drove him to this? And at this point here, 24 hours after the happening, uh, there is no motive uh, that people are aware of. There's no group that he belonged to or anything like this. But this is the great difficulty and this is the, the great cloak of conceptualization, is that it spins itself into So many different cocoons, or I should say, it spins so many different cocoons that you don't know where the actual bug resides. So, we don't know whether he, you know, was acting as a singular person or was something. Altogether uh, deeper, or was, was a part of something deeper, or again, some sort of patsy. We, we don't know. And it's the same thing with the North Korean issue. We're not sure what the whole story is there. Is there really a rogue Dictator Hellbent on Destroying America I, I doubt it We have to look at the intent Of The motive of all of these actions That's where we'll find the truth The, the motive And I'm not saying that Kim Jong-il Is a good person I I, I don't know anything about him or or North Korea it Just all I know is from what I'm aware is that they're a very small country and it's not going to make a whole lot of sense for them to tangle with the the biggest most powerful military that's the world has, has ever seen so we, we've got to start asking ourselves what the true intention is be behind all this, and how we apply this um, this problem—that the ant, the solution to this problem—is. Again, we have to make it unique to to every situation. And yet, it's almost impossible to do given the fact that we, we don't know the actual circumstances. Because I can talk to you about how we need to come together and act cohesively. See ourselves as a singular body. That is infinite. That is not. That is not going to be made less than or greater by the sum total of our acts. Yet if there is a concept at work that is devoid of anything other than fueling its own desires, that's very difficult then to Free that concept of itself. I mean, it has to be detached from consciousness. And again, I, I can get into the political debate, but it goes in a circular argument. Because what's the easiest thing to do? Well, sure, taking all guns away. From everyone, everywhere, that's the easiest thing to do. But when I say from everyone everywhere, I mean destroying all guns. From from you know, the military to police to citizens. That that you want to look for answers. That's the simple answer. But that's not the world we live in. And nor is that a good answer. In this world Uh, I have knives In my house I'm not going to stop having knives in my house Because they're dangerous Even if I'm going to educate My niece and nephew Not to screw around with them Because of a very simple feeling that that they do harm and not just to the person that uh, the harm is inflicted on. I mean, it does it to us all. And uh, that's very cliche and uh, a very watered down remark, but it is nonetheless. The reality of it so It's difficult Difficult to say What we should do We have to be more vigilant It it all starts with being all the more conscious about what it is that's happening and how these things are playing out. Um, but there's so much information out there nowadays about so many things that it it gets very confusing as to what is true and what is not. My concern is that we are complacently lying down to all of this, that we are complacently just saying, well... That's the fucked up world we live in nowadays. That's just what it is. We we can't take that stance. We we have to have to do something that changes our thinking on individual levels it starts again with, with each and every individual and how we change that thinking is to stop thinking to stop thinking and start seeing in order to do that we have to get rid of this belief system we've put together we've got to start observing what is and stop thinking what should be. And what is right now is that we live in a very, very dangerous world. It pains me to say that. But conceptualization power greed the want for control is so pervasive because like an unchecked force it's just multiplied and multiplied like, like a cancer like a bacteria like something that that has no enemy because we've not educated ourselves rightfully on the ways in which to combat it we focus on the concepts far more than we do the antidotes so we need to recognize the danger we are living within and with it's a danger that we allow we allow it to exist through habit more than anything and because of our innocent natures and we're lulled into this complacency into this innocence through that belief structure through the conceptualized consciousnesses that we have come to all operate within but if we could if we can see what real action is real action I'm not talking about going to a protest, and I'm not saying you shouldn't, you should, absolutely, but go and don't just shout, do as much shouting as you do listening, and don't go with your mind necessarily made up. About anything, ever Go to support, go to have a viewpoint But don't be afraid to let it get augmented here and there Don't be afraid to open your eyes and ears To what it is that may potentially really and truly be going on And I I'm not sure what the answers to, to fixing any of this are um, well that's not true I know exactly what the answers are but I'm not sure that they can be fixed like turning off a light So the individual application of every situation is, of course, going to look a little bit different here to there. But in the light of the two things that are giving me the greatest amount of concern currently, those in power, those who have the choice because it does come down to a human thing. I'm speaking to you now and I'm praying for, not you, but all of us because it is your choice, ultimately. But with this great power and responsibility If you don't feel humbled by that, if you don't feel awe-inspired by that, and if you are not naturally inclined towards coddling that with the greatest of care, then... You need to really assess what it is that you are doing whatever it is you are doing for. Because this happening is not eternal. Although the core of our beings is phenomena we encounter in this world doesn't go on forever and there's no act that you can do that doesn't get ultimately washed over by Verity so how do we solve these things what do we do In the face of all of this, I think those of us in a position to really influence all of it and we all are we all have this power, we have to realize that we all have this power, this capacity but some simply have it more immediately than others we have to We have to know that who and what we are serve a higher force. We don't serve ourselves. Ultimately, we just don't. We serve something larger. And we have to bend a knee to that. not to the want for more or the need to control. We have to acknowledge that we are more than the humanness that we play out. We are again these vanguards of universal forces. We are cosmically infinite. We're, we're cosmically infinite beings playing out amongst the, or within a theater of temporality and disappearing scenery. How do we make sense of that? How do we put those two things together? It's honestly a choice. It's something either choose to realize or not. It's something that we year our consciousness. we put our conflicts our consciousness to or not. But we have to work towards that larger thing and serve something other than ourselves other than our own motivations because in service in service we understand what and what it is that we understand is can't can't be easily put into w- One way or another, or couched or framed into language, because in service comes general understanding that we are extensive beings. Again, we are not just our bodies. We are not just the singular self. We are all of this being and phenomena. And when we serve it, we, we serve ourselves. But when we cut one another off, when we cut our own selves off, we divvy up this into yours and mine, and me against you then we serve nothing and then we have to look at all of this in a way that sets us up for failure It sets us up for catastrophe. but at the very beginning of this I mentioned that why I'm not ultimately afraid is because we are not ultimately that being. we are not ultimately the kind of being that succumbs to conception we are built upon reality and we are at the end of the day good we're at the end of all this phenomena we're good and there is goodness pervasive in this world that is far more powerful than all the evil combined. Every action will eventually beget goodness. Not every action. Or every action will eventually fall into place with the way or with verity. Whereas... Not every action will produce something outside of the way that we might otherwise label as bad. If you think about it, it's absolutely true. Everything that we do has the potential To further reality Everything we do do furthers reality And reality eventually will find a balance Whereas this isn't the case with conception Conception can last for a time But it will fade out and die away we are blessed enough to exist in a force field of benevolence. So, anything done out of indignation and conceptualization will sooner than not Peter off. Even though that jettisoning of itself may be may come to pass in a very violent way. And again it's this violence we want to avoid. But the only way we can do that. Is to understand. How. We got to where we are. And, and why we're here. So we, we need to with a great deal of honesty, look at ourselves. Ask ourselves what it is that we serve. Ask ourselves what it is that we worship. Understand that we have to have some faith in ourselves, in this life, we're all living and we're all a part of. And know that by taking any of that away, we're doing a disservice going against the way to a degree, but that it will find its own path and happen upon it, regardless of our efforts to keep off of it. To get to the root of the problem Otherwise Conflict continues And Real death Will emerge That ironically Will grow from the bedrock Of of. Life and reality But We can kill it In the simplest way By merely Observing and acknowledging Its existence And that's something We simply need To do Because if we're awake We can fend off anything Because we're conscious But if we're sort of beaten into this comatose Sort of sleepwalk Then even if it's only for a time These other Darker forces win out And we will Suffer because of it just as We have been So Again We need to understand and realize Truly what we are And that there is goodness that resides in all of us and all things, and we simply need to elicit it in order to ward off all evil, all this evil, all this conflict, all this division, once and for all.